Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. Hour number two, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller, filling in for Nick and Ken. Mark, with you and I, not only today, but we will be with you tomorrow as well. A reminder that now we are on stadiums. Make sure you go to watchstadium.com. You can check us out there for the next two hours up until 6 o'clock Eastern time. You can also continue watching us on twitch.tv slash BeckQL, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, Sirius Channel 160, and Sirius XM 205. All right, Mark, so yeah, we were going through some of these head coaching hires that have happened in the NFL. We were talking about Seattle, Mike McDonald. I think it's a slam dunk. He certainly is going to be a ticket that I'm going to have next year for coach of the year. I think Seattle could be much improved. Now we were talking about Gino earlier on in the show, and I'm not going to bet Seattle long-term to win, you know, the NFC to win the Super Bowl, anything like that. But certainly sprinkle a little on Seattle to win the NFC West. Mike McDaniel to win coach of the year. That, uh, that could intrigue me. Also the Seahawks next year in fantasy football. Like look at what that Ravens defense did. This past year, they were either first or tied for first in sacks, takeaways, and points per game allowed. I know the personnel that Baltimore has is a lot better than what Seattle has. But again, you look at kind of the similarities and how that Ravens team was built. Seahawks have some good young linebackers. They got two great young corners. Build up defensive line a little bit. Maybe some of the safeties in the back end. Like there, there is some pieces there for Seattle to work with. I think they're going to be really good on that side of the ball. So Seattle defense and fantasy going to be a nice sleeper next year. I think them to win that division would be a nice little price as well. And then Mike McDonald is coach of the year. That was my favorite hire, and uh, I think Seattle could be a team to watch next season. That division is going to be highly competitive, PJ. You know, the San Francisco yeah. 49ers not going to go away. They're going to be the team to beat in there. But also, like, I like what Jonathan Gannon is doing with the Arizona Cardinals. They have a long way to go, but I think he's putting the culture in place that they need to succeed. I think they're going to be even better with Kyler Murray coming back, you know, for another year with a full season and him being able to mold that roster into what he wants. I think the team played hard down the stretch. I think they'll be better, but there wasn't a team that I was more wrong on than the LA Rams. I thought the LA Rams, that there's veterans on the team, that as the season went on, they would just slowly start to quit and maybe even, you know, hey, start thinking about Caleb Williams, thinking about life after Matthew Stafford and be towards the end, the bottom of the standings and towards the top of the draft. And I looked at them as a potential team that could trade up to the top of the draft in the beginning of last year, thinking that they would be a bottom team. And they proved me wrong. 
They went out and they got Puka Nakua. They have offensive weapons. Sean McVay seems re-energized. It seemed like he was one foot out the door. So I'm very intrigued about what the Rams do in the offseason because they were a team that nobody wanted to play in the playoffs, right? Got bounced out by the Lions, but they were a very trendy pick to go far and upset some people. I mean, that three-headed monster that they have with their skill positions with Kyron Williams, Puka, Cooper Cup, Stafford, Mm -hmm. you just like forget how good he is too. You're right. They're they're going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem next season. The one thing that worries me about the Rams is, you know, some of the top teams in the NFL, it feels like they can withstand injuries. It does feel like with LA, like they are one injury away from like next season, their season could really unravel, right? Like obviously if Stafford gets hurt, like there are a bunch of teams in the NFL, if their quarterback gets hurt, they're going to be done. But Even early on in the season when Cooper Cup was hurt, right, they were able to win some games. I think if Puka gets hurt, like, that could be a big deal. Maybe, right, like, if Aaron Donald gets banged up like some of these guys. So, the Rams, I'm torn on for next season. I I was with you Mm -hmm. heading into this year. Like, I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams. They end up making the playoffs. And, you know, if they win that Lions game, they probably end up going to the NFC Championship game, potentially. I just, next season, Mark, like, they're a classic team of, like, I could see people wanting to fade them next year, but I don't know, man. That that offense is going to be really good. They also lose Raheem Morris, which is going to be a big deal for them as well because he was great anchoring that defense. Now, did they bring back Staley? Like, did he come back there? Who did they get to replace Raheem Morris? I'm not sure. I, I know that was like a rumor. I'm not sure if that was actually finalized, but yeah. if they do bring Staley back, I think that helps them. The drafting of not only Puka Nakua, but Kobe Turner on defense gives them some depth if a guy like Aaron Donald comes out. So I like what they've done in the draft and and being able to supplement their stars with some young players. So I think they're a little deeper than what they've been in previous years. The draft is obviously going to be huge for them, free agency. But they're a team that when you have a quarterback like Stafford and you have those weapons, you're you're always live. You're always live. And they're a team I got my eye on. Yeah, so no, they have not hired a defensive coordinator yet. So uh, certainly could be Staley at some point. They did bring in Chris Shula as their offensive coordinator, who they promoted. Um, He was the, uh, funny enough, he was the Rams promoted, the pass rush coordinator and linebackers coach, Chris Shula, to be the next uh, defensive coordinator. So he's going to be their defensive coordinator. Um, So they have hired one, Chris Shula, for next season. What did you think about Raheem Morris, though? Um, with Atlanta, what did you think of that hire? Because obviously they were interviewing Belichick. They went. They were interviewing mm-hmm. some veteran coaches who has had some championship experience, plenty of years in the NFL. But they decided to go with Morris. Did you like that hire for Atlanta? I like Raheem Morris, and I think that he's going to be successful in Atlanta. I, I would have went with Belichick. I, I don't wasn't in the interviews, but I would have took a shot with Belichick. I think that's the type of team to where, hey, if you go out and you get him a Kirk Cousins, you know, a veteran free agent quarterback to run the offense, then he's going to coach up the defense. He's going to be fine. I think they can win some games. It's a division that is, you know, doesn't really have one of the strongest teams in the NFL in it. So it's a very winnable division. So you can get immediate results. So that's the only reason I didn't like the hire with Morris was because I, I would have went with Belichick. But as far as a head coach, I think he's going to be very successful. I, I think, you know, he's in a lot of people don't realize he's right in that McVeigh 
LaFleur, Shanahan tree. Like he comes from that coaching uh, background. So I, I think he's going to have a ton of success, uh, you know, with Atlanta. I think he probably, uh, you know, is looking at obtaining a quarterback. That's going to be really, you know, the, the big deciding factor is that, you know, how he is as a head coach. We know quarterbacks and head coaches are tied based on that performance. So do they draft a guy? Do they go out and get a free agent? Do they look to bring in Justin Fields? A lot of different options. But as far as a head coach, I think Morris is great. I mean, I think Atlanta has a great guy running their organization now. But me personally, I cannot say no to Bill Belichick. I'm with you. And Mike Tomlin was getting interviewed. I can't remember by who, but he was asked, like, in your opinion, who is the best coach right now in the NFL who isn't a head coach? And emphatically, like, no hesitation, he said Raheem Morris. So he's certainly respected Mm -hmm. by his peers. Like, there are a lot of people around the league that think he's a really good coach. I'm with you, though. I would have gone with Belichick. And the reason being for me, being the, like, main deciding factor Atlanta's one of those teams in the NFL that has that stigma around them that you're constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like if something good Mm -hmm. happens, if Atlanta has a lead in the fourth quarter, like you're just waiting for them to blow it. You're waiting for them to give it away. The Lions had that issue for the longest time. Certainly teams like the Commanders, um, you know, for the Browns forever, like teams like that, right? The Chargers, obviously, under Staley. Now you bring in Harbaugh, who can certainly change that. I think they needed to bring in a coach who is used to winning, who knows what it takes to change that stigma. And that's the thing. I just don't know if Raheem Morris is that guy. I certainly think he's an upgrade from Arthur Smith. I think he's obviously going to make him better on defense. And it's important that Zach Robinson, the offensive coordinator that they brought in, obviously figures out a way to incorporate Bijan in that offense way more than Arthur Smith did. But I uh, I just thought they should have gone with Belichick because I think they need to change how people view the Falcons. Because I'm sure the players can feel that too, right? Like, you know you're going to mm-hmm. find a way to lose this game. And a lot of that is because Desmond Ritter is your quarterback for most of those games, and he's certainly not going to be for next year. We talked about earlier in the show last hour, like some of these teams that we maybe could see trading up for a quarterback, maybe some teams who go after a quarterback in free agency. What do you think Atlanta should do? Should they they go after somebody young and try and hit on a quarterback in the draft, or would you go after one of these veteran guys? Would you go after Cousins or Fields or somebody like that? I would try and move up and get somebody young, like especially if you can get like a Jaden Daniels or, you know, somebody um, in that range. You're not going to get Caleb. You're probably not going to get Drake May. But if you can get up and get Daniels, I, I think it would be worth it. It always depends on price, but uh, I think Daniels is going to be a great pro. You get him with a strong offensive coordinator. They have weapons in Atlanta. You know, they have Drake London. They have Kyle Pitts, guys that have underachieved. They have Bijan. So uh, I think that's a great spot. You know, he gets to play indoors, a controlled climate. So um, that's going to help him out. You know, that that's obviously ideal for any quarterback. So I would go after I would go after Daniels. I'm always in favor of starting young. I think there's certain situations you see where teams are like one piece away. And, and it's the quarterback, and if they can get a guy in there that's above average, that brings stability to the position, the rest of the team can carry carry them you know, deep into the playoffs. But I don't see Atlanta being that type of team right now. I think it's a perfect opportunity to hit the reset button. you got some talent on offense. You bring a young quarterback. You protect them, and then you're off from there. 
I'm kind of with you. And the reason being is because I think Indianapolis gave teams the blueprint for like three years of when you're mm-hmm. kind of like hovering on making the playoffs and decide, and instead of going young, you decide to go with like the veteran quarterback, right? For three straight years, Mark, we saw Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, and then Carson Wentz. Indianapolis had a type. They tried to go with the old veteran quarterback and it just did not work out for him. Finally, they went young with Anthony Richardson, even though it got hurt, it looks like he certainly could be a good player. Now, obviously, if they go with somebody like Fields and Cousins, those guys are much younger and they're much better players. But Atlanta, if they do end up getting somebody, they need to go with somebody like that, right? Like, I don't think they can Mm -hmm. go after one of these veteran older quarterbacks. Guy we haven't talked about yet is Russell Wilson. Like, do you think he could be a fit in Atlanta, potentially? I would want something, somebody more dynamic at the quarterback position to maximize, you know, the weapons that they have, right? You have an offense with Bijan. You don't want a quarterback that's a little bit limited. And I think at this stage of the career, I think Russell Wilson is limited. And again, there's just, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's all his fault, but there's obviously some baggage that comes along with him and how he gets along with his teammates and whatnot. If I'm a new coach and I'm starting a new culture and, is starting a new regime for a franchise. I I don't want that in the building. Like he has to go to a team that's, uh, you know, already has a strong culture in place to where he can fit in and kind of push them over the hump. Uh, I just don't see the Falcons in that position. I think this is a great spot for them to get somebody young. I like Daniels. The more more we're talking about Daniels there, I, I think he would fit great. I think that's a really good situation for him. Carolina Panthers obviously have made a ton of moves in the offseason. You would imagine that a team that only won two games that gave up their future to go get Bryce Young as the number one pick. They got a new head coach, the offensive coordinator from Tampa, Dave Canales, comes over. They got a new OC. They got a new running backs coach, wide receivers coach, offensive line coach. They got a new GM, a new executive VP of football operations. Total overhaul of the entire organization. Are you doing anything with Carolina next season, Mark? Like, are you going to fade them? Because especially early on in the season, like having a young quarterback, don't you think all of this change is like, I feel like we got to bet Panthers games early on in the season, right? New head coach, Mm -hmm. new OC, running backs, wide receivers. That offense was also a biz was already awful to begin with. I mean, these totals could be set at like 36 and a half. I feel like we still got to take the under and we still got to take Panthers team total unders early on in the season. Yeah, I think so too. It's a a long road ahead for Panthers fans and that offense just needs so much work. It's it's void of talent. You know, I don't think they just have the explosive type of playmakers that you need around Bryce Young to give him a fighting chance. They couldn't protect him. They got to build up the offensive line. All that doesn't happen in one year. So it's going to take some time there. A lot of it's going to depend on what happens within the division. Like when we're talking about futures and talking about win totals, we have to keep in mind, like six year games are are within the division and how you stack up within that division plays a big role in where you end up, you know, on your win total. So, and, We'll have to look at, you know, what happens with Atlanta, what happens with Tampa, what happens with New Orleans. All these teams are in flux because they were not very good, underachieved the past couple of years. What do they do, and how does Carolina stack up to them? But I have a hard time seeing me, you know, rating the Panthers higher than any of those above three teams. 
Mark, would you rather take the Carolina Panthers at 250 to one to win the Super Bowl or the Chicago White Sox at 250 to one to win the World Series? <laughs> I, I probably the White Sox. We gotta, go, I we gotta agree. go with the White Sox. But I'm I'm hoping it's not my money that I'm betting on either of them, to be honest with you. So uh, but I would take a take a shot on the White Sox. I, I just that's the not- NFL is so hard to be yeah. the absolute bottom team and then to compete with you know, like we talk about how can the field at all beat Patrick Mahomes? You know, right? I mean, there's no way the Carolina Panthers can. Yeah, no. And those teams that do have crazy odds like that, you know, you're going to need Bryce Young to turn to like Joe Burrow or turn to CJ Stroud or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know if that's going to happen with that organization. One year. I bring up, I bring up the White Sox because we are going to talk some baseball next. You better, you bet. Presented by BetMGM.